episode number 26. First off, I have to apologize to my regular listeners. Uh, June kind of got away from me and I wasn't able to record a podcast at the time. Uh, Summer came into play. We were doing lots of things with the family, uh, tons of things with the kids uh, now that they're older, getting into the college years, looking for colleges, etc. So I kind of didn't have the opportunity to record a podcast, thought about it on a many, many occasion, uh, but just did not have the opportunity to sit down and do so. But I was also involved in a ton of different quilting-related things at the time as well, which that is kind of what I want to talk about today. There, it's kind of, this, this podcast is going to be a potpourri of things, all quilt-related. So I hope you enjoy this one, and I hope it makes up for the lack of a podcast last month. So let's get started. First, I wanted to talk about... Uh, what I did at the very beginning of June. As you know, if, if you're a regular reader of my blog, cvquiltworks.blogspot.com, and also a regular listener of my podcast, you do know that I do carve out some time to do quilting retreat treats for myself twice a year. I go with friends. We go to a couple different locations, and we just have a blast. And I, I find that this is a real good way for me to indulge myself and take time away from my the business aspect of my quilting and just take time for myself to do projects that I've either set aside and haven't gotten to in a long time or just want to start and it gives me that extra time really uninterrupted sewing time to really either finish the projects or get started on something new so in June I did my annual retreat up in Vermont, and I had a blast. I got to see some ladies that I haven't seen in about a year's time, believe it or not, which um, was so much fun. And sitting with people who ha share the same interests as you and are working on projects that are equally as interesting and kind of gives you inspiration for creating something new on your own or new ideas as well. Uh, I highly recommend, if you have never ever tried a retreat, to definitely try to find one and go, even if it's for just a weekend or if you can arrange even just at your own home. But I have to say, there is an advantage for getting away from your own home to do a retreat because you're not tempted to take care of those home duties that are calling out to you at every turn of the um, of of sewing, you're sitting there sewing, and you know, well, well, I've got this to do, or I have that to do. So that there's definitely an advantage to going act, actually away. You get your mind away from all those things that are calling you at home. So this this spring, I brought with me. Well, it wasn't really spring; it was June. Although I have to say, we didn't have much of a spring here in Connecticut, it, it was kind of really rainy and we kind of jumped almost from winter to summer. And we actually really haven't had too much of a great summer up until as of late, which um, I look forward to the summertime. But anyway, I digress. Uh, sorry about that. Um, I brought with me a couple things. I was preparing for 
a class, another class, uh, with Judy Niemeyer. Um, for those of you who know me, I am a huge fan of Judy Niemeyer's paper piecing. I do sell her patterns on my website, and I have made uh, a bunch of her quilts, and I absolutely adore her technique and adore her designs. So anyway, she was coming here to Connecticut. Um, I keep track of when she comes to the East Coast, and I try to capitalize on that and take a class. So I had been signed up for a class with her uh, for about a year. They had her on the calendar. It, you know, um, she schedules about three years out as far as you know where she's going. So anyway, uh, the class was coming up in mid June. It was a two day class, and I wanted to get. Um, prepared for the class because there is pre-class preparations that you do do, do uh, as far as cutting you're pre-cutting some of your fabrics and your uh, paper pieced foundations so that was one of the first things I worked on and actually you can see that quilt um, her pattern that I was doing was golden harvest um, although mine doesn't look like a golden harvest I used all k-facet fabrics from the k-facet collective uh, which you can see this quilt on my blog and I used one batik and the colors are all pinks and greens and it looks really I, I have to say yesterday I just finished piecing the whole top together so the top is now officially done and I am thrilled this is probably my newest favorite quilt and it is up on my blog um, there were some posts on it between uh, mid-June and now, and I'm actually going to be putting another blog post up probably this upcoming week with the completed quilt top. I took it outside yesterday. It was a beautiful day, sunny day, so I did a photo shoot outside. Pictures come out so much better when you have great lighting, and yesterday was a super sunny day, and the photos came out gorgeous, so I'll probably be doing a blog post with the finished quilt top uh, this week. So... Definitely go take a, take a peek at what I was um, preparing for at the retreat. So at the retreat, I did get that all taken care of and prepared. Now, let me think. The, um, some of the other things that I was working on. I was working on um, another paper-pieced um, pattern of Judy's that I had taken a class for back in October. She was in at my sister-in-law's guild in New York last September, October. I can't remember when it was. But anyway, the pattern was called Total Eclipse, which I also blogged about that. And you can see that also on my blog. And I think I must have posted pictures of it probably in October. And, and kind of along the way, I also posted some pictures of my progress uh, directly after after my retreat at the beginning of June. So there's blog posts about that as well. That quilt, um, again, the pattern is called Total Eclipse, which is also found on my website. Um, and I chose on this one, I chose really dark batik backgrounds like blacks um, with, some with some color in it. But this spiky, curvy areas um, are all beautiful, bright batiks, um, all different colors, like a rainbow of colors. Um, and I am actually loving it. I only have four more pieces I have to make now that I'm done with the Golden Harvest. Um, I'm planning, I think, this week to try and get those other four paper-pieced 
piece is complete so I can start joining this quilt together. It's going to be a really fantastic quilt. I love it. I love bright colors on a dark background. They just kind of stand out. So that was one of the other projects I was working on there. And I actually got quite a bit done. So retreats are fantastic if you want to finish off a project uh, that you've been working on or, you know, just, and you get that satisfaction of it being done. You have this uninterrupted sewing time, plus you have tons of uh, friend time, which I think is fantastic too. And, and the other thing is, my God, do we eat? Oh my God, I feel like you need to roll me out of there when I'm done because the food kind of abounds and you're sitting all weekend. We go from Thursday through Sunday and you're sitting, you're really not doing much exercise. So, um, but we try and get out for a little walk if you can, but it's a lot of fun. So I have actually, I'm, I'm doing another, actually I'm doing three retreats this year. So I'm really pleased. I am excited about it. I'm actually going out to Montana to Judy Niemeyer's retreat with my girlfriend, um, Pam, she is a, a fellow quilter as well. Both of our husbands are, are, um, graciously supportive of our habits. And we're heading out to Montana for a little over a week to go out and do a little sightseeing and to spend, uh, about four or five days with Judy, just paper piecing. And we are so looking forward to it. We're going to be, uh, doing that and, Sightseeing, like I said, hopefully at Glacier National Park and some of the areas. Montana is absolutely gorgeous, so I'm looking forward to that. Then after that, um, I have my normal retreat in November, which is almost a week long. I've been doing this with um, my friends now for, probably for about six years, this particular retreat. We go from Tuesday through Sunday, so it's another long, uninterrupted time. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, so I touched on uh, one of the other things that I wanted to speak about in this podcast was paper piecing. Um, if you paper piecing in and of itself is obviously another technique that you can use to piece a quilt top. Then the, there are some definite pluses to paper piecing. If you tend to be a perf perfectionist when you are piecing, paper piecing is a fabulous way to get those perfect blocks, especially when it comes to points, I should say, um, because you, you don't lose those points when you're trying to put, uh, you know, a star together or um, just some spikes. Paper piecing is accurate. If you can sew on a line, because the line is marked on the foundation, if you can do that, you can do paper piecing. When I first tried paper piecing, I tried it from Carol Doak. A lot of you are probably familiar with Carol. She is just a paper piecing maven. She comes out with a lot of books. She has a lot of books, I should say, that she's published. Um, and I'm sure you, if you uh, go on Amazon and you can put in her name and it'll pop up a ton of books uh, from Carol. Uh, I first tried paper piecing with her and fell in love. It, 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 a lot of people are taken aback by paper piecing slightly because it's kind of almost mm, a reverse kind of way of thinking. Uh, you just have to kind of get over that. You're, you're paper piecing, your lines and things that you're sewing on are on one side of the paper and you're putting your fabric on the opposite side. 
So you, which kind of almost is counterintuitive to what you are used to doing in a way. But once you get the hang of it, you totally understand it. Um, it's just that you have to, you just have to kind of plug along and, and, and get it. Uh, and it is so worth every effort that you, you put into it. Um, Judy Niemeyer patterns, Judy has this very specific style that she puts forth in her patterns. And she, she drafts all her patterns on an AutoCAD program, which I think is fantastic. And she gives you all the pre-printed uh, paper foundations. She also has evolved in her style and of uh, uh, paper piecing and has gone back and also redone some of her older patterns. Whereas she, one of the things that I love that she did is she has floated all the points on the spikes and stars and things that she has because a lot of the times when you bring a point, and this it holds true for even uh, regular piecing, traditional piecing. If you bring a point all the way to the edge, sometimes you have a, a tendency to lose that point in the seam if you're not watching when you're sewing. So by floating the points, she gives you that extra, you know, quarter inch or whatever in there. So the points don't actually even go up to the seam line. So you never lose a point. You always have fabulous pointy spikes and stars and everything, which is, which is fantastic. Uh, and, and they come out beautifully. So that's, a, that's a one, that's, I think probably one of my favorite advantages to paper piecing, the big drawback to paper piecing. And, you know, it's something that you can do in the car or while you're watching TV is that you have to take the paper off when you're done. So it can get a little messy um, but it's kind of just like busy work. So you can watch a TV show. Um, we're, we're usually in, in our household, we're usually watching baseball. Uh, we love, we're big Red Sox fans. So I usually plop myself down and I'm watching the game and tearing off the paper. Uh, you can do it on a car ride. Um, your car will probably be messy. Make sure you bring a bag along to put the paper in, but you'll have these little pieces that you'll have to vacuum out of the car. So that, uh, I think is the biggest drawback to paper piecing. Um, but there are so many pluses. I think, you know, there are some free patterns out there online. You can go to quilterscash.com. You can pick up some paper piece patterns there and give it a try. See what you think. Um, I think that, you know, if you start somewhere free, um, you know, you may, may be more inclined to give it a try. And, and again, that website that I just alluded to is quilterscash, C-A-C-H-E.com. They have um, a slew of free patterns online, not just paper pieced, but, you know, all kinds of patterns online. And you can do one block, two blocks, you know, whatever you choose to do. So um, I'm going to take a sip of my tea right now, if you don't mind. Hang on a second. Mm, I need my morning tea. Uh, right now, it's pretty early in the morning and I... I um, it's really nice and quiet here, so that's why I chose to do my podcast now. So anyway, that's a little bit about paper piecing, and I've been doing a lot of it since uh, June and into now July, and I'm having so much fun. It's probably one of my favorite um, ways to piece. 
Another thing that I did, and I didn't really get a chance to talk about this prior to Quilt Market, which I ended up not being able to go to due to some uh, family things that were happening. I ended up having to stay home, which is okay, uh, because I will be going to Quilt Market as per usual in the fall uh, to purchase you know, new those new fabrics for the shop. I can't wait. Um, but one of the things that came before me uh, before Quilt Market was my friend Deb Tucker of Studio 180 Design. She had contacted me prior to Quilt Market and sent me her newest template, the Lemoyne Star. Uh, if any of you are familiar with the Lemoyne Star, it's not an easy block to piece. Well, she, Deb Tucker is a genius, and if you've listened to my podcasts with her before, uh, you'll know why. She really thinks things through. If you haven't listened to my podcast with Deb Tucker, you got to go back and listen to it. She she designs um, these wonderful rulers, and I have to say they really work well. And, and the techniques to make these um, somewhat daunting blocks a whole lot easier. And she writes the, mo the, the most clear instructions, I think, that I have ever seen on the market out there. So if you are one who really needs that visual and really needs to follow those instructions, Deb Tucker, she does a fantastic job. And you can find her patterns and her rulers on my site, cvquiltworks.com shop. Uh, I do have her Lemoyne Star as well. Anyway, she had asked me prior to Quilt Market, which is where she was releasing her new ruler, the Lemoyne Star, to, to give it a go, see what I thought, see if the instructions for the uh, making the block were accurate, uh, and what I thought of the ruler. Well, I can say that I was really, really impressed. I made a couple blocks, and I was hoping actually to get a whole quilt done for her before quilt market, but I had some other deadlines that were important that I had to get done and I, I didn't manage to get uh, the quilt top done. I do have a couple blocks to show for it and I love how they came out and I will be posting them up on my blog uh, within the next couple weeks because I really want to share them with you. The Lemoyne Star was so, it just came out fantastic. Her instructions were clear, concise, to the T and you get a perfect Lemoyne star block. And in fact, she gives you instructions for varying sizes of the block. So you can really, really spiff it up a bit and, and, and use a bunch of different sizes uh, or choose one size and make a quilt, design a quilt with one size, however. But the, the, the ruler allows you to make various sizes of the block. So I wanted to just talk a little bit about that. If you haven't tried her um, rulers before, I've posted blog posts about her Hunter Star Ruler, which I adore and made a, a beautiful quilt for my daughter for Christmas. Uh, and I did post that um, on the blog around Christmas time. It must have been slightly after Christmas because that's when I gave her the quilt. Um, but that ruler is fantastic too, and you don't have to cut those funky trapezoid um, pieces for the hunter star you are strip piecing the whole thing with her ruler so it's a fantastic resource uh, and you can check those out um, on my blog and in my shop 
Um, so if you've never tried a specialty ruler, these are definitely ones that I, I would say are so worth it. She is just a fantastic um, designer when it comes to that. A couple other things I wanted to touch on while we're here today is that um, I have been designing some quilts for Quilt Magazine as of late. As many of you know that I've had a few published in the past uh, in the magazine and I actually have quite a few coming out in their fall, winter, fall and winter issues and one in their specialty publication coming up. And I will be sure uh, to let you know when they come out and I will be posting about them on the blog. But I'm super excited to be working with Quilt Magazine. They are um, really a fantastic publication. If you haven't um, seen their publication, you can go onto their website to quiltmag.com, Q-U-I-L-T-M-A-G.com. They also have a Facebook page. You can like them on Facebook as well. Um, and I also blog for Quilt Magazine as well on their site. So if you go onto quiltmag.com, click on the tab blog, and then click on my photo, my, <laughs> the wonderful photo of my face, my ugly mug, you can find the blog posts that I have done for Quilt Magazine. And I really am enjoying that as well. Um, in an upcoming issue, I think it's, I believe it's the next issue of Quilt Magazine, um, one of the editors, Lisa Rubel, who is such a sweetheart, I love working with her, she um, did a, an article on machine quilting for the magazine for this issue, and she interviewed three machine quilters, one of them being me. And I was super excited when she asked me, and I was able to answer quite a few questions. I have seen the article, um, and there are going to be a bunch of pictures of quilts that I've quilted right alongside the article. And this is going to be in the new issue. It's not currently out yet. Um, and I, I really don't have a date as to when it's coming out. I, I'm assuming it's probably going to be in August sometime that it's coming out. But I do have the magazines in my shop, all, all the quilt magazine issues in my shop. So when the new one comes out, you will be able to find it in my shop, cvquiltworks.com slash shop. And I will also be blogging about it as well um, because I think she did a fantastic job on getting three different machine quilters' opinions. And stunningly enough, we had very similar things to say from a machine quilter's perspective. So if you um, have never thought about using machine quilter, to quilt your quilts um, and always wondered kind of you know what to do this is a really good reference article for you to learn about machine quilters machine quilting um, questions that you should ask etc so I will definitely keep you informed and up-to-date on that process um, when that magazine comes out because it'll be a must-read for those of you who are considering machine quilting and have never really bit in the bullet to, to give it a try. Um, so I'll, I will let you know about that. Another thing that I want to talk about, it's upcoming just in a few weeks actually. I don't know if you've seen the advertisements out there for 
Quilters Take Manhattan. It's coming up the weekend of August 5th and 6th. And it's an event put on by the American Alliance of Quilters. And it's going to be fantastic. There is a two-day event. The first event um, is Modern Stories. It's going to be actually at my friend's loft in the Garment District in New York City. I will be moderating a panel of modern quilters. Uh, and a lot of the, the question has always been asked, what is modern quilting? Well, we're going to find out um, what these quilters feel modern quilting is. We think it's, uh, personally, I think it's more of a movement than anything else. Um, and I don't, I, I'm not sure if you can define, define it as a style or not. But we're going to find out what these people feel that modern quilting is. And it will be interesting. Unfortunately, that event is sold out. There were only 100 seats available. They were at a really good price at $10 a piece. That particular event is sold out. But I will be blogging about it to let you know what the... Um, outcome of this was and hopefully I'll have a podcast about it too. I think it would be a really good one to be podcasting about. Uh, the second day, which is Saturday, there's going to be two events which are not sold out, which you can still get tickets for. One of them is um, at FIT, the Fashion Institute of Technology. Marianne Fons will be there and Jay McCarroll, who is the uh, winner of Project Runway, and he now designs fabric for Free Spirit. It's going to be event an event there, um, which is really uh, going to be a spectacular event. If you haven't been down into New York, or if you have down in, in FIT, uh, it is a day to. It's going to be a day to remember. You're going to uh, meet a lot of quilters. You're going to see a fantastic event by two accomplished. Uh, fabric designers slash quilters. So um, that's a, a definite event to, to consider. Following that, there is going to be an event at the City Quilter. Uh, they just recently opened up what I believe I, I want to say. It's a gallery right next door to their uh, store, to their shop. And they're like hosting, um, you know, they put up quilts and New, they're going to be rotating the gallery, but there's going to be an event there where there's going to be a lot of quote-unquote quilting celebrities afterwards, and um, that should also be a lot of fun. Those two events, there are um, tickets for, and if you want to know how to get tickets, if you log on to my blog, cdquiltworks.blogspot.com, you will find on the right-hand side of my blog, there's a little sidebar. If you scroll down just a wee bit, not far, you don't have to go far, uh, there's a whole um, information bar about each event. If you click on that, it will take you directly to their website to purchase tickets for the events. But don't delay because it's coming up soon. If you think you're going to be in New York City and you want to give it a go, I would, I would, wouldn't delay. Um, get your tickets, and it, it'll be a fun-filled weekend too. You can go exploring New York. Um, this is going to be in the heart of 
the garment district. So if you're looking for new stuff, new fabrics, new inspiration, this is this is going to be the weekend to do it. Um, it because you can incorporate it with these events. So I think I think you'll have a good time, and I think you know if you've got any questions, certainly email me at jackie at cvquiltworks.com. So anyway, um, I hope. I hope this podcast kind of makes up for me not the lack of me not doing a podcast last month. Um, I really feel badly about that. And uh, next month, I'm hoping to have uh, a special podcast up with an interview, a special interview for you to listen to. And I think it should be quite inspirational. And hopefully that does take place. I can't say anything about it yet because... I don't have a date on the calendar yet for the interview, so I'm hoping to get that date. If I don't, it's going to be a different podcast, but um, we're, we're hoping to, to, to make it work. So, you know, stay tuned for that. And again, as, as always, I love to hear from you and ideas as to what you like to hear about. Um, I'm always trying to learn new things with quilting. Uh, it, it just something that there is oh there is always something new out there to learn about and if you want to hear about it I'm willing to find out for you and bring that information to you. So you can email me anytime at Jackie J A C K I E at C V And if you want to come visit me and see what I'm up to on an any given day, I usually am blogging about usually three to four times a week now and doing I've, this month I've done an extraordinary amount of giveaways and I currently have one going on, on the website for a really wonderful fat quarter bundle, Dan Bennett's Wild Garden. If you haven't seen that fabric line, you must see it. You can see it on the giveaway. If you don't win the giveaway, I have some of the fat quarter bundles in my shop. So definitely come check that out. But you can, you can definitely see what's going on with me really three, four times a week. And you can sign up for the blog post now via email. So every time a new blog post goes up, uh, it'll get dropped right into your email box. So you don't even have to log on to the website to uh, see if I've got something new. So on the, and that'll be on the right, or I'm sorry, the left sidebar of my blog. You can see where it says, uh, sign up for new blog posts via email. Just click on that little envelope and it'll take you to a spot where you just enter your email address. And every time a new blog post is up, you will be notified in your email box. So uh, it's a great way to stay in touch and see what's going on. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Please visit me at my blog or on my website. And um, I look forward to, to the upcoming events that I'm going to be attending Hopefully I see some of you there. I will be at all three events in New York City. If you see me, please say hello. I would love to to, uh, meet some of you. But until then, happy quilting. Take care.